is given. All right, let's get into uh, what the Lord wants to talk about today. Again, we've been talking about the heir's life, and we've walked through our foundational scriptures, courses, Galatians 4, 1 and 2. We'll go there real quick. It's the actual one of the scriptures, Galatians 4, 1 and 2, and Romans 8, 17 are the foundational scriptures for heirs, Christian Center Church. Because Romans 8, 17 talks about us being joint heirs with Christ. And Galatians 4, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, uh, reads as this. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he or she is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he or she be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. And I know the King James Version doesn't particularly say he or she. I added the or she. But, but you know, again, you have to realize in, in the context of communicating nouns, uh, when you start to see he's and stuff like that, just like when you see man is talking about mankind, it's talking about the male and female fitting under that umbrella. Just like, you know, they call they might call vessels. They'll say, oh, she, this, that, and the other. So, you know, again, in our uh, uh, gender-focused culture, people look for different nouns to, to, or to be uh, offended or something like that, but... But in the context of what God's talking about, when he's talking about his children, he's talking about male and female. None of us are exempt. But it says that this heir uh, at the, we talked about this, uh, it was last week or two weeks ago, we talked about the tutors, the, the, the tutor stage when you're a child. As long as you're a child, you differ nothing from a servant, even though you're Lord of all. So we talked about that tutor stage when you're at uh, that child stage where you 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 need uh, correction and direction, right? Um, and and we talked about how you know at this stage you want to embrace the sincere milk of the word. We gave you First Peter two one through three. So when I'm when I'm at the, a certain level of immaturity. I need nourishment, just like a child needs nourishment. So I'm, I'm fiending, uh, it's probably not a good word in the church, but for the <laughs> sincere milk of the word, <laughs> right? Right, sincere milk of the word. And we, we went over 1 Corinthians 13, 11 and 12, and, and for the sake of time, please go back and meditate on that particular teaching. Then we talked about when you pass the tutor stage, the child stage, you cross over to the governor stage. You know, and that's the servant stage. So there's, there's, I'm not necessarily a child, but I still operate in restraints. And the restraints are dictated by the authorities around me, right? I'm not released yet to handle some things. So I'm at, I'm serving. So I'm serving, you know, in, in another's vision. Could be, you know, when I'm young, I'm serving in the house's vision, you know, uh, you know, when you, uh, you may partic participate in a business until God gives you your own. Participating in a ministry until God gives you your own. Some of that we'll talk about in a little bit. But we said at this stage, this stage requires patience. When you're at the governor stage, it requires patience, you know. Uh, I count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, different tests and trials, knowing this, the trine of your faith work is patience. Let patience have its perfect work so you, that you'll be perfect and entire lacking nothing, right? You know, it's James 1, 2 through 4. So when I'm at the 
governor stage, because think about it, when I'm at the, at the child stage, I'm young, I'm naive, but it's pretty much, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Like, you know, you just kind of, okay. Hey, can I take out the garbage? It's like, it's, like, it's like fun. Hey, hey, can I help you with the dishes? It's fun. But when you cross over to the governor stage, you realize what you're doing. And you're almost like, well, I got to do this. So you could be tempted to question things. And then there's your capable of doing some things. And you recognize your capabilities, but you think at this stage, like, why do I got to wait? Right? Like, this is so, so if you leave it up to you, you do it as soon as you believe you can. You leave it up to God and the people that he's put in your life to create that, that restraint. They'll release you to do it when you can handle it. See, it's two different things. Can and handle are two different things, all right? So that's the governor stage. We don't have to get too much into that. And then we, we our third stage is the inheritance stage. You know, that's, the, that's, that's the, the stage we like the most, you know, the inheritance. Like, we will skip all the other stages. Give me my stuff. Like the prodigal, you know, remember the prodigal son? Give me my portion, all right? Most of us live in that give me my portion stage and we delay actually really truly getting what God has for us because we just want to jump to my portion. What about me? What about what I need, right? Uh, I know that's a movie. All right, so this is the Lord of all stage. When you cross over into the inheritance stage, you're released into yours. You've been faithful in another man's God has given you your own. And, and so when we've offered our lives as living sacrifices... And love God with all our heart, soul, and might, we can rest in his desire to give us our inheritance. Right? We can rest in his desire. I read that. Uh, might have been in um, a long time ago in the 90s in Juanita Bynum's book. Right? So when we've offered ourselves as a living sacrifice, which the Bible says what? That's the least we can do. Right? Right? And, and so, so sometimes we know this, but how many of us have really offered ourselves as, now, keyword living sacrifice. I didn't say that we, we haven't been willing to make sacrifices. So this thing that we've been struggling through in terms of consistency, well, that's not living in a sacrifice, is it? It's just like, you know, when I'm, when I'm changing my diet, right? Or if it's a lifestyle, it's what I do. If it's just something I change based on circumstances, I, I fluctuate, right? I go up and down based on the circumstances because it's the holidays, right? <laughs> well, I got you good with that one, right? It snuck that one in there, right? right? It's the, but honestly, that's the test. Now, so in the BC days when I was an a, a unpaid pharmaceutical rep, right, uh, I remember I committed to, to, to uh, no longer... Uh, participate as a pharmaceutical rep, right? But when the holidays would come or birthday would come or New Year's would come, like it was always something where I'd be like, well, after this, you know, I'm done. But if you're done, you're done, right? If, 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 the, if it took you to get your blessings for you to be done, period, would you really be done? And so, like, when we pick back up things, we didn't really pick it back up. We never let it go. See, we weren't focused on it at the time. But it was still there waiting to be utilized 
you know, because of the holiday, right? And you messed up, messed up all your cheese for Thanksgiving, didn't I? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Because you, cause you're going to be to do what you want to do, right? Anyway, so, <laughs> hey, messed up my cheese. Why you slamming, right? Pastor man, something else, ain't he? Pastor's funny. He got me. He got stepped on my toes. Hey, they passed that thing over here. Yeah, <laughs> right. The whole time, man, man, you hear that sermon? Woo, boy, man, he got me, man. Really got me. Yeah, yeah. No, give me some more. Give me some more. <laughs> I know how y'all roll. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wanted to uh, mark ten. And we'll lock here at verse 42, Mark 10, 42. I'm probably not going to get through all of this. I wish I could get it all in one day, uh, but it doesn't always work that way. It says, but Jesus called them to him and said unto them, you know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. Right? It says, but so it shall not be among you. Whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister or your servant. It says, whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servants of all. So at the highest level of leadership is the greatest level of service. Right? You see that? It says, for even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister or to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. So, so again, that's why this Lord of all stage, I can trust you to be Lord of all because you're going to serve everybody at that level of leadership. But if you just broke into the level of leadership just to be served, see, I can't trust you because you're going to abuse people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all, because think about it, you're not considering them. See, when you're serving people, you're, it's in consideration of them, right? When they're serving you, it's in consideration of you, which you already got enough consideration of you. You live with that, right? Now you, it's all about you, so you're going to abuse the people that you're supposed to be preparing for their inheritance. You see that? All right. And so uh, I was thinking through this uh in the, the Bible study fellowships in the morning, uh, if we get to it, I don't think we got to it today, but sometimes we read through Luke 4 or, or Matthew 4, right? And that's Jesus being tempted, right? Um, I like the detail of Matthew 4, but I like Luke 4 because it highlights when he went in with one being full of the Holy Spirit and he came out in the power of it, Right? Luke 4, 1, he went in full of it. After he passed his test, he came out in power. But uh, we were going through it the other day, and Isaac highlighted all the ifs, right? So, so how, how he tempted Jesus with, if you be the son of man. But God had just, in Matthew 3, 17, said he was, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Why is there any other conversation after that? So God had told you, who you are and what you have, and the adversary is going, well, if you have that. <laughs> you know, but this is around the time when, look, the devil showed him the kingdoms. 
So he tried to offer him a bride. God just told him, listen, once I know I'm a son and I'm an heir, what could you offer me? I, I, I'm Lord of all. <laughs> like, like, you're offering me uh, a building and I own the whole city. But I'm supposed to, like, give up the city for a building because it's shiny, right? Again, um, when I, when I was looking at that, something we already have as heirs, the devil tries to make us focus on or pay for when we're childish. So when we already have something, he tries to make us focus on something else and pay for something we already have. Because, again, improper image of ourselves, right? In the, God, in the garden, we already were made in this image and after his likeness. So now he's telling uh, uh, Eve... He don't want you to eat of that tree because you'll be just like him. Your, your, your response would be, what are you talking about? I'm already like him. I was already made in this image and after his likeness. You know, but he's trying to get you to second guess who you are. Look, the prodigal son already had an inheritance. So he's asking for something and hustling for something that's already his. It wasn't, he wasn't ready to handle it, but it was already his. Just like us, we already have an inheritance. But what we don't realize, all the, the tutors and governors, all the process we're going through is so, so we'll be able to handle it, right? Because think about it. No matter who we are, we like riches. Now, we get on people for having them, but normally we get on them because we ain't got them. <laughs> uh, so is it really? Really? So you need a jet? You need two jets? And 17 cars. See, that's a little bit too much. That's a little bit too much. A little bit too much because you ain't got it, right? And their 17 cars is like your one. That's a quite, in comparison to what it cost them. See, so it's relative. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, they got 20 houses, so it doesn't make a difference. But what I'm saying is the Bible says in Matthew 6, it says, these are the things the Gentiles seek after. I know you have need of these things. In Isaiah, it talks about how the Gentiles were, were trading and everything for riches. So God is saying, I know, look, he said, I know you have need of these things. Basically to get my kingdom work done. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So God doesn't have a problem with the things. He just don't want us to seek the things. He wants us to seek the king, right? Right? And so, so he's trying, like, you're not tripping when you have that pull or that longing for more. You're not tripping when it seems like, I thought once I got this, I really would be cool, but this ain't doing nothing for me. Because you were designed for abundance, exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask the thing, right? You were designed for your cup to run over. Right? And I, I so, so the adversary knows this, so he showed Jesus the kingdom to distract him from the true riches. See, he gave him counterfeit riches to distract him from the true riches. So I make the case we've been distracted from the true riches. Probably don't even realize it, but, but, but not today. We're going to find out. All right, so I'm going to have to, you know, because I know for the sake of time. So I'm going to give you Colossians 3.17. But we're not going to go, 3.17 through 24. But we're not going to, I'm not going to read all of it, all right? 
I'm going, I'm, I'll probably get into 23 and 24, but 23 and 24 is out of context without really under, understanding the backdrop starting at 17, because 17 opens up. So whatever you do, no matter what it is, this is the Amplified, it says in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person, giving praise to God the Father through him. So everything we do, right? But then it starts to break down the different things that we should do. Because remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. So, so, so kingdom work are these, these whatsoever you do, you do uh, basically to the glory of God. So it says here, it goes on, it says, wives be subject to your own husbands, right? This is kingdom work. Now, now don't look at the, 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 the stigma of the culture. Look at how do I stay in position to get what God wants me to have? Be subject to your own husbands. It says subordinate and adapt yourselves to them, right? It goes on to say, husbands love your wife. Now, one says be subject to your husbands, subject, submit to right? Be, be up under what you submit to, you draw from. The other one says, love your wife. That's at a greater level of service because love is, I have to give myself, lay down my life. Greater love than this, no, greater love has no man than this. What? That he'll lay down there his life for his friend. So love is laying down my life. Uh, being subject, I can choose how much of my life I want to give. Love is I'm giving all of myself, right? So, so, so now, why, the wives be subject. Husbands, look, give your life, right? Be affectionate and sympathetic is what it says in Amplified. Children, obey your parents in everything. It says everything. So it's covering, look, it's covered the husband, covers the wife, covers the children. Look, and then it, it got a little deep. It says fathers don't provoke or irritate or fret your children, right? Right? Then it goes into this. It says, I've, I've kind of breezed through it a little bit. Servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters or leaders or those that are God has set as governors over you. Not only when their eyes are on you as pleasers of men, but in simplicity of purpose with all your heart. Because because of your reverence for the Lord as a sincere expression of your devotion to him. So I'm doing this as unto the Lord, right, as a servant. It says, whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul, right? It says, as something done for the Lord, not for men, right? It's my wife's favorite scripture. It says, knowing with all certainty, and you got to know this with certainty, that it is from the Lord, not from men. So whatever I'm doing, regardless of what this, I was about to say this fool, regardless of this person thinks in their authority, I'm doing this unto the Lord. Knowing that this opportunity to serve this level of authority is setting me up. It's from the Lord, right? So I'm not even looking at the task. I'm looking at the opportunity, right? We talked about that in, um, in class, right? It says knowing for a certainty. Right? It's, it's, it's from the Lord, not from men. Look, why? That you will receive the inheritance, which is your real reward. And I want to say that you will receive your true inheritance, your true riches, which is your real reward. So some of us are getting counterfeit rewards. Right? 
Yeah, that's why they don't last. Because the only thing that's going to really sustain us is true riches, right? Now, now let's go over here because uh, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find our hidden treasure, right? Our hidden riches. All right, so, and we're going to find out it's been under our nose all the time. Isn't that, don't that get you mad? Like when it was there all the time? You know, what, what is the statement? You can't see the forest for the trees? Uh, I don't know if y'all heard that. Is that old? That's too old? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. It's, it's young people, you have the young people on counseling. Uh, they told me the other day, oh, not in your time. We was just talking about, like, people getting offended because they're in a relationship and, and they didn't post them. You know, like, they didn't post the other person's picture. And it's like, oh, no, no, that's probably not in y'all time. <laughs> like, really? You doing me like that? Because we ain't had those issues dating, you know, like, did you post me? Does everybody know I'm your girlfriend? <laughs> I ain't had to deal with that. There wasn't no posting going on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Romans 12, 4 and 5. That's not that funny, Tiana. Uh, it says, look, for as, as, for as we have, y'all should know this scripture. Uh, this is, this is a survival kit, right? It says, for as we have many members in one body, what? And all members have not the same office. So what? So we, being many are what? Right. So, so we're all members, but we all don't have the same office. Right? Or the same responsibility. But we being many are one by it's, it's a lot of us, just like there's a lot of parts to your body, but all those parts equal one person. Right? I mean, because, the, the, you know, there's 105 bones, right? I used to know all of them. <laughs> right? There's 105 bones. You, I mean, you got fingernails, you got, you got fingers, you, you got ears, you got, you know, 32 teeth, some of us. All right? Right? I'm, I'm using me. I don't, you know, I've lost a few. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, look at all these pieces. Look at all the veins. Imagine counting all the veins and, and all, of, all, all the cells. All that makes up one body, right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. Again, we're, we're talking about the true riches, um, at, you know, and we're talking about the things that God knows we have need of these things, you know, because we're at the inheritance level, right? Right? You want to get your inheritance, correct? All right, First Corinthians 12, 14. Now, this is after he talks about the spiritual gifts, all nine spiritual gifts and how they're administered through, you know, the Holy Spirit. Well, not administered to, uh, dispersed by the Holy Spirit, administered by Jesus. And, of course, the whole operation is God, right? Then you get down here to, uh, after verse 12 says, the body is one, verse 14, it says, for the body is not one member, but many. We just read that, right? Right, it says, it says, but if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? So we can say we're not like something or feel bad we're not like something, but we're still our God-given design within the body. And as soon as we accept that, as soon as we can place a demand on what God has for us, okay? Uh, so that's, uh, what did I, where, where did I left, leave off at? 16. So if the ear shall say, because I am not of the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, 
where were the hearing or where will be the hearing? If the whole were a hearing, where would be the smelling? It says, but look, but now God has set the members, right? What? Anybody, right? As it what? Pleases him. So God has set us. Now, now, now it starts talking about the, 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 the fingers index was set where it was supposed to be. Index can't try to be the pinky. Just roll with being the index finger. Don't try to be the hand. Just do your part. And I notice how without injury, the body just responds. Like it just, it just, it just responds. Like the head told it to do this and it just did it. I, I've never heard an argument. Like why I got to go up? Why I got to go down? Why I got to go to the side? Why am I involved in your conversation, period? Isn't talking enough? Why you got to use your hand? Can I just chill right now? Why are you using the handheld mic versus the lavalier? I would usually, I'm chilling. Now I got to hold a mic the whole service. No argument. Right? It's playing its role in the body seamlessly. Okay? So not only is the body subject to the head, in addition, its various members help one another and are subject to one another. So not only is this body subject to the head, each member is subject to one another. So the hand really is an operation, but it's doing what the arm tells it to do, which is doing what the shoulders tell them to do, so on and so forth. Without what? Question, argument, or interruption. Seamless, right? Right? Uh, we received an a, a unexpected blessing today. Guess what? My whole body was excited. None of it was not at the house at the time. My hand wasn't like, you know, you know out at the store. Why y'all so excited? No, no, no. We all, uh, the same thrill that went from my toes to my head affected my entire body. It happens all the time. Every time we're blessed, my whole body gets to experience it. Interesting. All right, good. Right, because each, each one of my parts are in place. Playing their role. Right. You know, I've, I've had, obviously I played basketball, but I've had some phenomenal games in my life. I've been, a, I've been really afforded. I've won some games. I've played. But guess what? My whole body worked together. Everybody's just rolling together. We won together. Interesting. All right. So, so our heart beats, uh, interesting, our, our heart beats automatically, right? It does not wait for any order or demand. So as Watchman Nee said, you know, this is some advanced information for class, but we needed to get this today. So you're going to get it again down the road in the, in the Bible school, right? So our heart beats automatically. It does not wait for any order or command. This is the obedient life. See, see, the obedient life is not a chore or a task. It's an opportunity. So the heart doesn't look at its obedience as, man, I got to beat again. Am I going to get a break on this beating? And, and why are you running? Stop running, man. I got you got to be used more. Heart don't do none of that. It's another opportunity to beat. Matter of fact, it's probably excited because it gets adrenaline and everything flowing through it. It loves exercise. Like, we're going to do something today, we're just going to sit around. The heart is excited about that, right? 
So this is the obedient life. The head solicits the obedience of the body without noise or compulsion, void of conflict and perfectly harmonious. The interesting thing is most of us today will only obey commands. But this is the key. Forced obedience is not true obedience. We're still talking about being under tutors and governors. We're still talking about crossing into our inheritance. But we're, and we're still talking about the true riches. But we're going to see how God has set us in place, set the members in the body, because he wants us to receive an inheritance. But he has to have us operate a certain way in harmony. So forced obedience is not true obedience. Right? It's not like, imagine you have to force your heart to beat. If you don't get to it, you may die, right? <laughs> You're hoping that it operates in uh, obedience as a lifestyle. Right? We good? I right, so see so 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 look at this so how these how the body flows together is so interesting because the judgment of the members is the judgment of the head right so how 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 the members assess something is the same way the head assesses it it's all one assessment there's not different variations the head is deciding something and the hands going well, I, I don't really think that's legit. I don't, I, I don't think I need to participate in this sermon right now. I don't need to be holding nothing. We got lavalier mics. No, no, you see, whatever the head decided, the head decided to use a handheld, guess what? The hand participates without question. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. See, the hand or the servant's cannot see by itself. The hand can't see by itself. It must accept the judgment of the eyes, the seers. You see? It can't, like, the hand wouldn't even know what to touch. I don't know what page to turn without the eyes. And, and the hand is trusting the eyes are seeing correctly. I'm just going to roll with you, Right? It is impossible, realize this, and, and, and a lot of this is, is, is coming up in our spiritual authority class, Watchman Nee, but it is impossible to make each member a whole body. The finger can't be a whole body. The hand can't be a whole body. The knees can't be a whole body. They have to be a part of the body. Some, okay. By way of fellowship, all members become one body and the authority of the head, right? Operating the same. Like, like if I communicate something in authority, it's, it's, this whole body is communicating it and, and, and it's responded to based on the whole body. Every, everybody gets the props no matter where it comes from. Does that make sense? Because there's, there's unity, agreement. Stay, stay with me here. See, we, we must each learn to stand in a position of being a member and accepting the workings of every other member. Stand in the position of being a hand and accepting the workings of the eyes. Accepting where the feet go. The feet taking the hands, the knees, the leg, take, take, taking the body, the hips, places that they don't even get a choice. They're going wherever the feet go. Does that make sense? Did you, did you get that? They're going wherever the feet go. All right, good. 
Just make sure you're with me here. All right. So today's problem is that the hand insists on seeing. Even after the eye is already seen. The eye is already seen everything that needs to be seen. Why is the hand involved at all? Yes, y'all think I'm talking about the hand, right? See, remember, hand servants, eye seers. Seers already seen. But the hand is trying to involve themselves outside of their position at the time, right? Does that make sense? Right? Everyone desires to have everything in themselves, refusing to accept the supply of the other members. We're okay with being isolated. What you're saying is I'm okay with forfeiting my inheritance. All right, so all right, stay, stay with me. Stay, don't, don't leave yet. Stay with me. Don't leave at all, but I'm just saying stay with me, right? See, some are sizing up as, uh, everyone as competition when they've been sent for covenant. Everybody around you have been sent to establish a covenant with. God set the members in the body as it pleases him. Right? Like, my left hand didn't, wasn't at the board meeting to determine how the right hand was going to be and where it was going to be put at, or where the eyes was going to be put at, where the ears was going to be put at. It doesn't, my, my left hand don't care. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made to do what I need to do, and, and I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to benefit from everybody, what everybody else does too. But suppose the left hand decided it wanted to be isolated because it was offended. The body's getting blessed like I told you today, but the, the left hand misses out. But the body misses out too because at times it's going to need that left hand. Oh, okay, all right. You, you with me so far? Right? Now, when, when we decide to isolate ourselves or not accept the supply of each member, this creates poverty in us and in the church. Poverty, them that are without. Remember, the hand misses out on all what it would have gotten from the body. But the body misses out on all that it would have gotten from the hand. Right? Think about Jesus. Let's go back. Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's the first statement. Them that are without. See, see, we just look at, again, our culture of people sleeping in downtown. But anybody that's without their, their body that they're supposed to be placed in, their position that they're supposed to be operating in is poor. They're without because they're not in position to get their true riches, right? See, this is, this is so, so remember we talked about that heart being living in obedience. This is why we're spending all this time talking about spiritual authority in, in class because authority is another expression of the riches of Christ. To understand authority. See, see, look, look, in our culture, why maybe the first 
thing kids do without even training is rebel. Because that's in that sin nature of, of Satan, right? It just comes out. No. Or defiant. Don't touch that. Get away from there. As soon as you look like you're busy. And, and, and I remember my grandson, he walked over to the air and did this. He was like two. I was like, and, and, and it was, I was bothered, but it was funny. It was like, how does his mind know at two, I'm doing this because I want to do it and you told me not to. So he was fulfilled with, I touched it and you told me not to. But we do the same thing, right? We do the same thing. All right, so, so, uh, let's see. Only by accepting the functions of others, accepting their authority, does one receive the wealth of the whole body. See, <laughs> see, submitting to authority of the other members is to possess their riches. Every member is filled with a supply of, of, of a treasure hidden in their vessel. When we submit unto one another, we draw on their riches, the true riches. See, we're not ready to handle our inheritance, right? Because we're not taking of all the supply that God has given us to, to prepare us to handle it. Because we're isolating ourselves, we're cutting ourselves up. Remember, we learned this at this church, it should be, we should know it. What you submit to, you draw from. Right? So see, see, that hand draws blood and power and, 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 and signals from nerves because it's submitted to the body. Right? There's, there, like the Bible says, it's not good for a man to be alone, male or female, Genesis 2.18, for a reason. Because every joint supplies we think the holdup is how many scriptures we know. The holdup is getting in place. First message ever taught this church was a place for your grace. You go through, uh, Abraham was, was taken away from someplace and was sent someplace. If he wasn't obedient, he wouldn't have been in his position to receive his inheritance. Go to a place where I'll send you. I, I'll bless you. I'm going to bless them to bless you. In you shall all, all the families of the earth be blessed, Genesis 12, right? But he, if you study it out, it wasn't an independent Abraham thing. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. It was a body thing. And it was even deeper than that. He, was, he wasn't the first person assigned to do it. His daddy was supposed to do it. His daddy, like if you, if you study it out, they all was losing their minds. They just, everybody just kept going to Egypt, place of bondage. You know, what's his dad's name? Was Harar, something like that, Mr. Lamar? Something like that. Start with H, right? So his dad, he dropped off at Egypt. You'll see Abraham did. You'll see Isaac did. And like everybody, well, just go where God told you to go. Get in place, right? Get in place. Because they to be planted in God's house, what? Shall flourish in the courts, right? Psalm 92, 13, right? All right, so, so that's why Luke, let's go to Luke, Luke 16. 
So remember, submitting to the authority of other members is to possess their riches. Okay, all right. Just keep that in mind. All right, so Luke 16, and we talk about this scripture all the time around here, these scriptures, and we'll start at verse 10. Like, look, he that is faithful, now faithful is sameness. It's locked in. You're not easily moved out of place. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in the much. Now, the much is what we all want, but we don't know. We're not handling the least right. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, that's money, who shall commit to you? Oh, well, there it is, the true riches. But, and if you have been faithful in that which is another man's, it says this right after that. Who shall give to you which is your own? It's all in the same scripture. It's connecting true riches to how we handle the least or being involved with the other members. So look, who will commit to you the true riches? That's the authority when you haven't handled the least. That's our part in the body. That's our obedience. That's doing being consistent in our place. The scripture says, as every man has received the gift, even so, minister or serve the same, what? One to another. Y'all know that one? That's survival kid too. Y'all know that scripture? First Peter 4. Huh? It didn't click fast enough? I always get on you, so I'm not going to get on you on that one, okay? You kind of be setting yourself up, though. You know that, right? But I won't do that. All right, so 1 Peter 4, verse 10, okay? 1 Peter 4, 10. It says, as every man, I'm reading the King James Version. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. The same what? Same gift. Look, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, all these many abilities that God has afforded us. Right? And so, so we've all received these gifts, but they're for something. See, that's our lease. Our lease is what we already have. We give it into the body, we receive the true riches. See, so this is the thing. Like, we, 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 we go through these stages. When we're immature, we operate on, I have to do that? It's about, I have to do. When we're awakened is, I get to do. When we're operating in revelation, I want to do. And so we don't realize, and we think we can determine these stages based on circumstances. But I noticed something about my body. Regardless of the circumstances, my heart still beats the same way. It doesn't change, it stop beating because I'm in a crisis. Oh, I'm in a, oh, 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 really? We doing this today? Crisis? Nah, we shutting it down. I'm not beating. Nah, 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 nah. Until this, you know, I need a better day. I thought we was, I, I actually thought I was going to get that promotion. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here behind the scenes, but I, my heart, I was beating. And we didn't get the promotion? I'm done. No, no, we won't be beating today. Feet decide, no, we're not, I don't know where you're going. I'm not moving. 
Wait till we get to promotion, then I'll move. Well, right now, I would rather be in a fulfilling relationship, and I'm not in a relationship right now. So until you find the right one, you ain't going to see a thing. My eyes are shut. Don't happen that way, do it. You still seeing? Hands still moving? We know the lips work because your mouth's still running. Right? Our mouths are still running, okay? All right, we good? We fine, right? What I'm saying is, do we operate that way in the body of Christ? Independent of circumstances, are we sane? Are we faithful? Are we giving our riches? Are we steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the faith? 1 Corinthians 15, 58. And so this is the thing. Insubordination operating in, in, in our disharmony brings poverty. And we don't realize this. So we're, and, and we might say, but I got stuff. No, no, no. I, I didn't say you had stuff. We're talking about riches. You know, there's a difference between riches and stuff, Right? Did, did you know that? Hey, hey, guess what? In a place of riches, ain't nobody arguing? What is that argue about? <laughs> We're fulfilled. So you still arguing. You still, you, hey, you still don't have time for God? You ain't rich? Anybody mad out there in TV land? I know y'all not mad. All right. All right, so look, the Bible says if thy eye be single, look, thy whole body will be full of light. The whole body will be full of light. See, we, all, we often misunderstand authority as something which oppresses us, hurts us, and troubles us. God does not have such a concept. He uses authority to replenish our lack. That's what he uses this for. His motive is instituting authority, in instituting authority, is to bestow his riches on us and supply the need of the weak. He would not have us wait for decades and pass through many dark and painful days before we are able to see for ourselves. So he assists us in the body to get where he wants us to be because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind, a clear thinking mind. So what we're flinching from or establishing our clipboard position of evaluating, we're cheating ourselves from God's true riches. See, if we think all this time all this struggle we're going through is God's will. No, it's our disobedience. It's our lack of faith. You know, because God doesn't want us to go through all these, these dark places because by the time we get to where we go, we need to go, we, we're going to leave many people in the darkness. Think about the tainted, bruised, hurt individual that's in the body. What are they saying to other people? They're communicating from a tainted, skewed view. They're communicating from their pain and their experience. But we've learned here 
through Survival Kit, that's not a true source of authority. Experience, intellect, and tradition are not true sources of authority. The Word of God is a true source. But a lot of times, we're, 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 we got skewed lenses. We think we're justified to, to not operate in our position and give all of ourselves because of what happened before. But I've never seen none of my body parts decide, based on what happened before, I'm going to determine if I'm going to move forward and, and give all of My heart gives 100%. It's gave 100% every level of my life. At every level of my life, through, through the, the, the foster home years, returning to my family years, the college years, the lost my mind, hanging out, and being a father of Suka rep years, like, every, oh, through everything. My heart has always been operating in full obedience. Have we done that? Because we're a member of the body. Suppose you're the heart of the body. The body is always having heart attacks. Suppose you, I don't understand why things aren't flowing so way at the church, because you're the heart, and all you're doing is attacking. Man, why, why, is somebody going to get that done? Hmm, you the hands, but you ain't serving. All right, so, so let's just, 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 just think about it for a second, Okay. See, if God allowed, if, God, if it was God's will for us to stay in these places of darkness, we're going to lead people in the darkness, and we'll just be the blind leading the blind. God doesn't want us to stay in a blind place. That's not God. Think of the damage God would suffer through. No, he first works in the life of another and works thoroughly in that person's life so that he may give that person to us to learn obedience and possess what we've never possessed before. But we run from the person that's, that, that went through brokenness to position themselves to serve you what you need to get where you have to go. Because you're looking at them through the lenses of your other experiences. You're not looking at them through God's lenses and, and being obedient to God saying, no, walk by faith. Right? See, when you, when you submit to authority, that's why I say it's an opportunity, that person's wealth becomes your wealth. So a person that goes through bro brokenness to even lead you, they had to, be, had to be faithful in a body for years. And while, and while they were faithful, they had to serve everyone within the body playing their role. And all that they serve, they, they received the wealth of all those individuals. So they're filled up with true riches. They attract favor. People go out their way to do and give them things, right? They show up to you and they're offering you direction and authority for you to submit to, to draw from their wealth. And we run because ain't nobody going to tell us what to do. Should we, should we overlook this divine procedure, though we may live 50 years, we may still lag behind the attainment of that person that God sent to you? 
See, the way God grants his grace, his favor, his ability, a lot of times to us is twofold. Sometimes, though rarely, he grants grace to us directly. It's rare because it doesn't take as much humility. Mostly he gives his riches to us indirectly. That is, God puts above us brothers and sisters in the church who are more advanced spiritually so that, that we may accept their judgment as our judgment. Their decisions and wisdom we accept as ours, just like the hand accepts the eye's judgment as its judgment. That the, the, the lays accepts the heartbeat as its beat. It don't go, oh, we need to speed up. We need to slow down. No. Whatever you decide, whatever pace heart you decide to go, I'm going to roll with you. You see the difference? See, see, this will, will then enable us to possess their wealth, that, that the people that God sends to us, without us having to go through their painful experiences. So I remember my son, we were talking one day, he was 28, and and I said, son, I'm not worried about you. I'm praying for you. I reset my life at 28. I said, so who am I to determine what your process is going to be? But I remember coming up, I said, son, you just always go, well, dad, you went through your stuff. Let me go through mine. And I used to tell him, good, go through yours, not mine. I've, you, benefit from my experience. Like, take on my experience as your resume to advance you to get the promotion you want. When you get to promotion, now establish your own experiences so you can pass on to someone else. I was talking to a pastor today, and we were just talking about, I remember a young man, his, his, his dad had played professional sports. And so the young man was being trained by the dad. And he, he got a little bit good, but then he got to a point where he was like, well, I don't want to listen to him because then people are going to think I'm only good because of what he gave me. Exactly. I said, and so what I told him was, I said, your job is to take, see, it's, it's passed down. Your job is to take that mantle, take that baton, right? Advance to your platform and make a name for yourself. But you ain't getting to your platform without that baton. And if you get to your platform without that baton, you're only going to be kicked back because a part of the requirement is for you to take on that wealth too. And you, you submit to Instead of run from or be defiant to, you experience that. That's why I told you, you got to consider your sources. You know, a lot of times we, people impact our lives and we blow it off. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, ever since I was walking by faith. Now, you forgot when you was crying in that person's face. You forgot the hours that they spent used by God to pour into your life. Right? You appreciate the riches and God will give you your own. And people will appreciate those riches too. Right? So, so, so that, see, God has deposited much grace in his church, but he dispenses it through each member, some grace in particular, just as each star has his own particular glory. Hence, authority brings in riches in the church. The wealth of each member is the wealth of all. To rebel is to choose the way of poverty. To resist is to reject the means to grace and riches. So basically, submission to authority is accessing your wealth. And so some of us have been without, poor, frustrated, angry, bitter, depressed, snapping, in despair 
because we've lost sight. We've allowed the devil to trick us, to harden ourselves to God's system of fitting in a body, submitting to each member's authority, drawing the wealth so we can be filled with overflowing, exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Right? Like, like we're missing out on favor. We're working, overworking for situations where some people don't even breathe. They barely breathe and stuff happen. Some of us don't realize even what we're waiting for, for relational-wise or position-wise, we're not ready to handle the authority that's coming our way. Like, we're not ready. Like, I, like as, a, as, a, as a, a new husband, I had to submit and serve Melanie Bradley. So to, to draw from the, the, the man finds a, a, a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains what? Favor. Well, for me to draw the riches of that favor, I have to respect what's, what's in her life. You understand that? Like, like, and I was saying, I ain't no fool. Like, like, man, forget all my plans. I had a lot of philosophies coming in. But guess what? My adjustment took place way before I met her. When I asked God, what I, I said, well, I want the right person. He says, what's she going to get? What he's basically saying, you ain't ready. See, some, so, so, and keeping it real, she had to go through stuff. Because authority was coming in her life. So she got to be ready for that. But if, but, but if her flow is, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do, this, that, and the other. And my flow is, ain't nobody going to tell me. I mean, in the early years, we, we had to be broken from that. And we had to break it quick. We couldn't, it wasn't no 20 years. It was within months. Like, hold on. We can't be like, well, you ain't my daddy. Well, you ain't my mama. Man, are you serious right now? You finally found what you, what you want. And you throwing it away. Because ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Or I'll tell you what, this ain't going to happen to me no more. You know, listen, you should have thought about that before you committed. But once you commit, now go all the way with it. Get what you need. Start with submitting to God. Let him pour on your relationship and submit yourselves to one another. And stop, stop playing like we kids. I'm not just talking about relationship. I'm talking about in the body. We ain't kids. We're not little spoiled kids sitting around... Uh, well, uh, uh, well, Johnny, we're all, we're all going out to dinner. I, I don't want to go. Okay. What you mad about now? What you mad about now? Well, you said I couldn't have no ice cream until after dinner. And I want ice cream now. See, 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 see that sounds funny? We're acting like that right now. Because I can't get my way. I'm not giving my gifts. I don't give my gifts. I'm going to be in poverty. I have to serve my gifts. I'm going to be stuck in the servant level, never getting to the inheritance level. And now you can, you can, you can find yourself in these places. Hey, 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 don't be, don't be condemned. Be obedient. Like, you know what? That's what, use all our energy now to be obedient. Not for depression, not for frustration, not for anger. Be obedient. This person acting a fool. 
You know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to be obedient today. You know, oh, I can't believe they played me like that. Man, I'm going to have to be obedient. You know, what? No, I didn't get it. Like, but I qualified more than everybody else. Man, I'm going to have to be obedient. That should be our answer for everything. We're using energy for stuff that's making us poorer. Not richer. You see, you, 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 do, you, do y'all see it? Do you got to go back and listen to the video all over again? You don't see it? Look, 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 could you come out of your conviction for a minute? Do you see it? Listen, listen, when you realize something, guess what? I'm going to be obedient. You said it. You do something. Man, I never thought about that. And this is excruciating because I was kind of comfortable in my little pocket of justifying why I don't really need to, to be all in. Look what I've been through. Hey, I understand. Been in the same boat. But for what you want is worth it. You've already proven sitting back and and keeping all your, your, your jewels for you has not been fulfilling. Right? How about being all in with God, presenting yourself as a living sacrifice, doing, playing your role in the body? How about that? Like we're doing stuff trying to get around the body. We're supposed to be trying to fit in, fitly join together. Like you understand you cheating yourself. Because sometimes, like, I, I was talking to somebody today, and, and, and as I was talking to him, I was, no, I think I was talking to Pastor Mel. And, and, and we was talking, we were just talking about some things God has done, and we started talking about it. I was like, whoa. Like, it, we, like, we ain't had nothing to do with it. But we were obedient. We ain't even here talking to you. We're not even in this state. If we looked at circumstances, $1,625, who is moving anywhere? To start a church. The obedient one. Because the circumstances doesn't stop how our heart was supposed to beat with God. Do you see that? But has the circumstances changed your heartbeat? That's when stuff starts leaking out. Joy. Love. Peace. That's when it starts leaking out. You know, when things are not in place, right? You, you're affected differently. All right, that's all. That's all for today. I just thought I <laughs> at least give you, <laughs> at least give you that. Uh, any thoughts? Any any uh, anything stand out for you? Uh,